good Thursday morning, LFA family. Good morning, neighbors. It's a good Thursday morning. We got the uh, inflation numbers are in now, so uh, we'll be able to go over that in a little bit later. Hope everybody's doing well. It's super exciting, guys. It's, it's always great to know you wake up first thing in the morning and you find out, hey, I'm poorer than I was yesterday. Yep. Because uh, at the end of the day, that's what inflation is. Yeah. Can, we can use all the economic terms we want. We can talk about responsible fiscal policy. We can talk about spending. We can talk about all these. When inflation goes up, you get poorer. That's right. And, unless you have an absurd amount of debt, but we can get into that later. But there you go. Inflation increased uh, 0.4% in September, so we got that coming up. Uh, we have uh, apparently Saudi Arabia and OPEC Plus not very happy because what they're alleging, and I say alleging because, you know, maybe you can't trust some of these people. But uh, what they are alleging is that uh, Quid Pro Joe squi- uh, strikes again. Ah. He apparently asked them to delay the production cuts until after the midterms. Wow. So that's, uh, that's and, and this is in a statement from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. We have that. Uh, this one's going to fire me up. ACT college admission scores have hit a 30-year low. And what did I say to a few of our friends yesterday what they were going to blame it on? COVID. COVID. Of course it's COVID. It's not diversity, equity, inclusion. It's not uh, critical race theory. It's none of that. It's none of that. it's absolutely COVID. Uh, so, you know, that's what they're going to go for. And then there is, uh, I heard Jeremy talking about this, I believe it was yesterday. But we're going to talk about a different angle when it comes to mRNA vaccinations. Uh, but uh, Jeremy was talking about this on Live from America yesterday. And that's that um, Moderna. Not Pfizer, but Moderna apparently is making a new mRNA vaccine to repair the heart muscles that have been all of a sudden really? uh, in disrepair and leading to more heart attacks. And and apparently, according to what Jeremy was saying, I agree with him. Uh, we should have stopped the conversation once we heard that and said, okay. That's good that you want to help people's hearts and do all of these different things. Why is there an increase in heart attacks? Is it because people are overweight uh, because we locked the gyms down? Is it because of a maybe a vaccine that was forced upon the public that has been shown to cause myocarditis? Is it a mixture of the two? Is there... Are we, be, are we being lied to about what foods are good for us? Mm. Uh, what's in our foods that it's, aren't good? I, I, Is it the GMOs that we've been hearing about for so long? Mm-hmm. Is it a mixture of all those things? Or... Is there one main contributing factor? Now, that's not what we're talking about, but the Pfizer, we teased it yesterday. Uh, a Pfizer ad- executive has admitted that the vaccines were not tested for stopping transmission before hitting the market, the so COVID then vaccine. What, what exactly were they tested for? And what was the safe and effective at 97.5%? And what was all of that YouTube fact checker, Instagram fact checker, Facebook, Losing you know, censorship, accounts. getting banned from Twitter? What was all that based off of? And obviously, we know that was politics. So, uh, a lot of double standards to highlight here uh, when it comes to the the liberals and the the the, the shrieking head tilted up at the eighty six percent, eighty six degrees, and the you know Lion King and all of those. You know, they're screaming. These people, they scream. Uh, they scream into the air. 
to try and prove their point. As Ted Cruz says, when you can't hit the issues, all you do is hit the table, and that's all they've been yeah. doing because they have no issues. I, I don't know if anybody has seen this. I think we talked about it earlier in the that's week. That's probably my favorite. J.D. Vance burying Tim Ryan burying him. Uh, on a number of occasions during that debate. And John Fetterman has finally agreed to debate Dr. Oz. Mm. And I'm not, a, I'm not a, a conspiracy theorist, right? But what I do want to point out is that all of these Democrats who are running in these tight races are all agreeing to debate their Republican opponents on the same day, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Fetterman, Oz, October 25th. Hulkel, Zeldin, October 25th. So it's very strange. I'm not sure what message or memo went around the DNC. Uh, but that is not a coincidence to well, see these folks acting in lockstep. And well, finally... They did it so that the market, so that every TV market would be flooded. Yeah. So that, you know, let's just say there were a debate in Jersey, South Jersey, like for a congressional race. They would have to then cover the Oz Fetterman debate on, on you know, Channel 2 Philadelphia. Right, right. And they wouldn't be able to cover the smaller debates. That's true. That, that, also, that's possible. It would, it would flood the national markets. Fox can only talk about so many bombs in one day that's that's also true that's also true and uh, also uh back on the spygate front as the great dan bongino has once again been vindicated uh apparently the fbi offered christopher Steele a million dollars to corroborate and confirm and verify the details in that dossier and wouldn't you know it he couldn't do it he couldn't corroborate and confirm and verify the details in the dossier which is uh alarming because FISA warrants and a counterintelligence operation was opened on a presidential candidate and campaign anyway off of information that was not verified. Oh, and Alex Jones owes a billion dollars to Sandy Hook families. So, yeah. you know, that's the end of that. And that's, uh, uh, that's the end of him. You know, he'll be fading away. Good luck with your supplements. Uh, he said some good things. He said some not so good things. You know, nobody's perfect, but nobody's that was perfect. a brutal day. This is why it's important, I believe, to admit when you're wrong, mm-hmm. you know to not. And, and let's be honest, he knew he was wrong a long time, a ago. long time before he could have. He could have stopped this. He definitely could have stopped this. But um, but we'll go. It's 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 inflation day. Inflation increased uh, 0.4% in September, more than expected, despite rate hikes. <clears throat> this is on CNBC.com, Jeff Cox, and not a friendly outlet, obviously, we know. Uh, but this is, you know, I like to go to sometimes so the, the NBC circle because they'll give you information. They'll still give you bad information, but they'll try and they'll try and soften it up. But, you know, if they're giving you this information, it's probably worse than what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Prices consumers pay for a wide variety of goods and services rose more than expected in September. Not transitory. Uh uh, as inflation pressures continued to weigh on the United States economy, the consumer price index for the month increased 0.4% for the month, more than 0.3% Dow Jones estimate, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. On a 12-month basis, so-called headline inflation was up 82 off its peak around 9% in June, but still hovering near the highest level since the early 1980s, excluding volatile food and energy prices. Core CPI accelerated uh, 0.6% against the Dow Jones estimate for a 0.4% increase. Core inflation was up 6.6% from a year ago. It's unbelievable that, and what this is going to trigger, this is going to trigger the Fed raising interest rates again. Again. Because what, you see, here's what every politician has done for the last 40 years, and it's so incredibly annoying. They use the Federal Reserve as a backstop to inflation when that's not what the Federal Reserve's job is. 
Because right now, the Federal Reserve, what they should have done was slam on the brakes. They should have said, we're raising this 2% right now. Boom, get it out of the way. Yeah, just rip the Band-Aid off. Rip the Band-Aid off, start the recession, and let's let's get back to normal. Instead, what Jerome Powell and the Fed did was they tapped on the brakes. They tapped on the brakes. Yeah. And now, unfortunately, the car in front of us is getting awfully close. Yeah, and we're and not we going to sh- stop in and time. And we're not going to stop in time. He's going to, I mean, at this point, if he, he's probably going to raise it another three quarters of a percentage point because that's what the Fed has been doing over their last five uh, rate hikes. I, I, if Jerome Powell really wanted to, he'd raise it a point and a half and just, just slam on the brakes. Yeah, just, just, just uh, the, get jo- it over with. Look, job losses are coming. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Job losses are absolutely. coming. You know, I mean, uh, it's it, and look, it's not, it's, it's not great. I'm not, I'm not happy about it. But the fact that Joe Biden did this, the fact that he released the Strategic Petroleum Reserve too early. Yep. Now we're starting to see gas prices going back up. Right before the midterms, this is a this is what happens when you use backstops to fix an economy based on your terrible monetary policy. People like Elizabeth Warren think that you can spend into oblivion, and you just can't. We saw it, in, and look, when inflation gets too high, that's when you start to see violence. Yeah. Okay. In Zimbabwe, when inflation hit one million percent, <laughs> that is not like a, a euphemism. No, that's what happened. Like from one year to the next, one Zimbabwean dollar. I don't know what that, I don't know what that's called. Went from one to a million. So it cost like three million Zimbabwe dollars to buy a banana. Yeah. You know, we saw it in, in, in Weimar, Germany. Right before World War II, right before that guy started showing up, whose name we won't say. Yeah, we won't say his name. We won't say his name. They left loves to say his name, by the way. Loves to say his name. They love to that say his name. That name that we won't say. Yeah. Because, you know, it'll trigger algorithms and, and whatnot. When people were burning money. The one who kind of did something like this. Something like that. That guy. When people were burning money and, because it was more efficient to use money to burn to heat your home than it was to spend the money. People were getting paid three, four, five times a day because the inflation rate was so high. When you start to see things like this, that's when you start to see violence in the street. We saw it in Sri Lanka uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. When they stormed their uh, their presidential palace. They ran them then, out of the building. And then... And then for some reason decided to throw a pool party. I'm yeah. still not really sure why I'm they not did sure that. What I, it was probably hot. <laughs> Maybe it was hot. It was very hot. That's probably but why they did when the pool party. When inflation gets out of control, that's when you start to see things that, quite frankly, we don't want to see. Yeah, I, it's, I agree with that. And obviously, oh, you like my new hat, by the way? Yeah, it's a nice hat. George Santos running for Congress in New York's 3rd Congressional District. Uh, we're, we want to see him be a part of the house flip that is coming. And uh, I was listening to, to, to Dan Bongino's podcast, catching up on it. Missed some of the episodes, but catching up on it, hearing them all. And um, you know, he was talking about where to get your polling information from. And he's swearing by Trafalgar. And you know, I'm I'm a I, I like to you know cautious, optimist, obviously, because I'm a Jet fan. So every time we're up in the third quarter, I'm still expecting to lose. Uh, you know, and hey, recently we've been doing a little bit of the difference there with the Jets. But, uh, you know, I know Trafalgar tells us what we like to hear, but oftentimes I like to look at, you know, what are the other people saying and what are the what are the not as trustworthy or left-leaning polls saying? What I am loving right now is that finally people are telling others, you know, even on our side, that Nate Silver's 538 is a load of garbage. Mm. This 538 with the hopium about Democrats have a 30% chance hopium. of keeping the House. Yeah, hopium. It's, it's great. Is that like... 
Hope Opium? Yes. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Like uh, 30% chance of, of retaining the house. And it's like, no, he, they don't have a 30% chance of retaining the they house. Don't. It's not going to happen. And, well, and now go to Real Clear Politics. Nate even Silver the Cook got political, lucky. Even the, the Cook political report mm-hmm. tends to lean to the left. You know, but Real Clear Politics, I believe, is just straightforward. They tell you how it is. They, they're, they've been, you know, they just look at the polls. They find out. And over the last seven, eight years, Republicans have statistically been undercounted. Mm-hmm. And so we're adjusting for that. All of these pollsters, CN. Emerson, who are reliable or were very reliable in an old arena, are now, you know, not so reliable because MAGA types, Republicans, you know, conservatives either a don't answer polls. You know, a lot of times before before I realized it was a good idea to actually answer polls, I would see a text come in going, we want your opinion. I thought it was like a something about a brand. You know what I mean? I didn't realize these were polls. Now I open them up. I answer them because I enjoy seeing who's on the polls. And if our group has been named in polls, which which has been done, you know, but uh, and you know what? The fact that our group has been named in polls. And we didn't hear the results means that whoever did it didn't get the results they wanted. They did not get the results they were looking for. Which is very good because I know the only way they would have been, the only way that could have happened is if we had paid for the poll. And I know we didn't do that. Yeah, no, we did not pay for the poll. I mean, look, Nate Silver... He, you know, he he does he does what the left always does. They do one thing great, and then they ride that wave for a couple decades. Yeah, like the SPLC, like the SPLC, like the ACLU. Nate Silver in 2012 got every one of them right. That's right. And look, there is a statistical possibility that if you bet on all the races, you will get them all right. If you made a list of every NFL team and where they're going to land, and just drew them out of a hat. There is a statistical possibility you'd get it all right. Got a probably better chance than if you just picked them using your head. Exactly. <laughs> no, but that and that's what Nate Silver did in 2012. He got every race right all across the country, and they were like, "What formula is he using?" And it was like, um, "I don't know. Maybe he used the formula of running a young, charismatic black guy against a boring old white man." Yeah, or he, you know, or he just happened to stumble upon something. It was the old political arena. There wasn't a silent majority back then. There, you know, people were very. What you do know, we call those people now? Well, they're the loud majority yeah, now. But look, you know, right there there wasn't an underwater effect, as as uh, Robert Cahaley wants to call it, the uh, the CEO or the founder, or whomever he is, the the top dog over at Trafalgar. You know, where he talks about a a. Uh, you know, an under, they call it the underwater effect where Republicans who are not answering polls or, you know, they don't want to answer polls. Or Trafalgar has reported that it's very difficult to find Republicans to answer these polls. You know, they call it the underwater effect. They're underwater and uh, and, and it's just not going to show up in a lot of these conventional polls. Mm-hmm. So Trafalgar has a different methodology and that's why their results are so different. Now, when I look at uh, if I compare this to weather, which doesn't have a political leaning, but some models have what's called a cold bias or a warm bias so before it gets into a into range where they're good you know it'll show weather systems doing different things and if you look at these models you'll understand how to adjust them the way real clear politics is adjusting the emerson polls or the sienna polls or the quinnipiac polls or anything like that so when you look at trafalgar their methodology but they are the only one right now showing a certain set of results which if we were doing this again from a weather perspective tracking another storm you saw one model projecting one thing and all the rest of them projecting another, you would call that an outlier. Now, I don't want Trafalgar to be the outlier. I don't want them to be the ones who are incorrect. I want to believe, I truly want to believe that they have it right. But 
I mean, they're outnumbered here. They you know, are. I have a ton of polls that, are, and I'm just being objective. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying we're going to get destroyed in the midterms. You know, I'm not saying Lee Zeldin's going to lose by 17 points. He's not. He's not. Okay. Uh, it's, I, there's a two point huge... margin. I'm not saying that. You know, I, I just, I don't know. I want to see it happen from some other pollsters. There's, and also there's a, time. There's also a huge number of independents out there and Democrats who are not ready to say to someone on the phone that I'm going with the Republicans. You know, there's there's not a lot of Democrats out there who are who are ready to take the leap, like Tulsi Gabbard said. Yeah, and said, "Look, I'm not saying I like Trump, but I definitely don't like what's happening right now." Yeah, they may so not. I'm picking something else. Tulsi's not a Republican. No, you know, I mean, she's not. But she also has the public platform and the 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 uh, stones to uh, to make that sort of a, a proclamation. But you know, your aunt. Doesn't really, you know, maybe she's just like, oh, yeah, I really don't like Kathy Hochul. I don't know, Lisa. You know, plus, a lot of these polls don't really uh, measure for the uh, factor. Well, they know, have but. an undecided, and they have a margin of undecided in these polls. Um, and that's why I love opening these things up. And the, the other thing about the Trafalgar polling, and again, I'll be very critical over polls that tell me what I want to hear. There's just not a lot of information in these polls. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, they're not telling me where they're polling. They're not telling me, you know, they give me race. Uh, they give me gender, but they're not giving me geographic region. And so I don't know where they're polling. You know what I mean? So I, I would love to understand where they're pulling these results from because polling, you know, upstate Democrats is a lot different than polling New York City Democrats. Not all Democrats are created equal here in New York. You know, an upstate Democrat who lives up in Otsego County might be a registered Democrat who loves his gun and will be voting for Republicans because Lee Zeldin is endorsed by the NRA and the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association president. Mm-hmm. But he might be a registered Democrat. That's not the same thing as polling a New York City Democrat who is going to mindlessly walk to the polls and vote for Kathy Hochul. That's what's going to happen in New York City. So I need to know where these are coming from. And if you are not willing to share that or are unable to share that, I now have questions about the poll. Not that it's wrong. I just have questions about it. That's what I that's. And that's where it comes, you know, comes down to when you interpret these polls and actually open them up and dive in. Some of it's very confusing. You know, Emerson has. Eight pages of data. It's annoying to go through it. But I will at least admit that, you know, I go in and sit down for an hour and look at it and and look at how all of these respondents, you know, responded. And when we find out in an Emerson poll that 61% of respondents thought that bail reform was leading to an increase in crime here in New York, and yet it found, you know, a, a 17-point gap between Kathy Hochul, who is a an advocate for bail reform, and Lee Zeldin, who stands strongly against bail reform, that there's a disconnect. Either A, voters don't know who's actually causing the problem, or B, Emerson is not polling correctly, not pushing these questions out correctly, or their poll may be too long. Mm-hmm. They may be asking the Kathy Hochul question first, and then issue questions second. You know, if I was running a poll, I would go with issue questions first and then candidates second mm-hmm. get the issues out of the way so the, the electorate knows the issues that are that are that are you know uh plaguing your state and then ask who they're going to vote for after talking about the issues not one way or the other just saying hey do you believe bail reform is going to lead to an increase in crime or a decrease in crime respondent says decrease okay what you don't argue with yeah. them and then you go down and say who are you voting for and then they say Kathy Hochul. Even that question, though, it's like it, it, it's funny when when the you ask the question: Is bail reform leading to an in, uh, increase in crime, or will bail reform lead to an increase in crime? Right now, if we implemented bail reform, 
it would lead to a decrease in crime because we would be changing the current bail laws. Oh, well, right. You know but, what I mean? And, but, but there's so many ways to have it. Are you, are you pro-life? Are you pro-choice? That, that question gets asked on polls all the time. It leaves no ambi- ambiguity, amb- ambiguity. ambiguity mm. for people that are like 20 weeks, which I obviously do not support, but that, that is a large portion of the electorate that say maybe in some exceptions, maybe, maybe not. Uh, this is why I like Emerson, too, because no. that you can read through these responses and some of them would say, would you classify yourself as pro-choice or pro-life? And it would be strongly pro-life, somewhat pro-life, somewhat pro-choice, strongly pro-choice. And yeah. that's where you can have these people fight. That's why I love, and I know it's a boring conversation, but that's why I love looking at, at these polls because you could see how they're conducted. And I think, I do think that just switching the order of which where, uh, the questions are asked, if we go issues, candidate, you'll see, you'll see probably more accurate responses. When they ask the question about bail reform, they don't say, well, you know, the question, is, I know I said it this before. The question isn't, do you believe bail reform will lead to an increase of crime? What effect do you believe bail reform will have on crime in your state? Mm-hmm. Increase, decrease, no difference. That's it. And now it's very, and the and I've done these, you know, you've done these polls. They, they're not arguing with you. These pollsters aren't arguing with you or trying to convince you one way or the other. You know, so again, I also want to caution people on our side. To, to not really poke at the polls and say that the polls are fake. I just don't think that they're being done properly. Maybe Trafalgar's onto something. Maybe they aren't. I'm just saying, I don't care what poll we're looking at. You're in control of this process. Mm-hmm. Get out and vote, period, end of story. And I, we said it last night at the Whitestone Club, guys. If you're watching nationally, if you're watching locally, find your candidate. Find someone that you believe in. Find someone you like. Guys, put in the time. Own the process. Be part of the process. Get out. Do what needs to happen. They, they, I know they're all looking for help. Every one of them. There ain't a candidate running right now. We ain't looking for volunteers. That's true. So please, guys, we need you. We, we, I mean, we're pushing up three weeks here. Yeah, we're, twenty-six days. One weekend, two weekends, couple hours, a couple hours during the during the week. And everybody's got lives, but you can't you can't complain that you don't like the way things are going. You can't complain that there is no change if you're not willing to be the change. If you're not willing to get out and put forth uh, the time and the energy that is required. And if you wait on somebody else to do it... Kitty Genovese. Yep. If you wait on somebody else to do it... It's not going to get They're going to wait on you to do it, and nothing's ever going to get done. Yep. You know, so we really we really implore you guys to get out there with each one of your uh, candidates that you like in your particular area. I know I saw Amanda Collins handing out uh, Ron DeSantis pamphlets. Yes. I'm a little jealous. That's awesome, yeah. I'm a little jealous. I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. Yeah. Uh, and I also implore you guys to uh, to uh, smash that rumble button. That's right. Hit the rumble button. It's been, uh, it's been 19 minutes. We haven't said it yet. That's uh, right. That's a new record. Yeah. Well, we're up to 230 rumbles, though. Doing pretty well this morning as we move on to the next story. Saudi Arabia. Now, uh, again. I am so... Let me just start out by saying this, okay? I am sick and tired of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. I'm In totality. I'm pretty done with them. I'm pre- You know what? When I run for president... My, my my first platform, my first campaign promise will be to tell the crown prince, go away. Bah! <laughs> go away. I'll, I'll say it nicely. Go away. I don't need you. You funded 9-11. Just tell him you know where he lives and send him a picture of his house. That's it. Abdul, you have a beautiful house. I like it. Look, this is a picture. Is this where you live? And then all of a sudden, I just, they stop doing I'm so that. done with the Saudis. Yeah. And you know what? I'm done with the Iranians, too. Oh, definitely. Why don't the, the two of you... 
Just go back to your thousand-year war and leave us the hell out of it. Yeah, leave us alone. Well, we love being involved in wars, though. Yeah. No, no. And look, and, and don't get me wrong. And so does your boy. And don't get No, he doesn't. He loves war. Doesn't love He's war. a hawk. He would Doesn't get on his war. knees and slurp John Bolton if he could. No, he Saudi Arabia says U.S. sought a month delay of the OPEC Plus decision. Now, can we trust the Saudis? I don't know. But this is being... I got an answer for you. Can we trust the Saudis? Probably not. No. But this is being reported by the Associated Press. Can we, t- can we trust them? Why would they put a story out like this if it wasn't true? Because this actually makes Joe Biden look really, really bad. What a terrible Saudi Arabia said Thursday... That the U.S. had urged the kingdom to postpone a decision by OPEC and its allies, including Russia, to cut oil production by a month, which would have been just before the upcoming American midterm elections. A statement issued by the Saudi Saudi Foreign Ministry didn't specifically mention the elections, crucial to U.S. President Joe Biden maintaining his Democratic Party's narrow majorities in Congress. However, it stated that the U.S., quote, suggested the cuts be delayed by a month as opposed to being implemented at OPEC's October 5th meeting in Vienna. So if we let this continue until November 5th, right, you're three days before the midterm. Gas prices continue to most likely come down as there's more supply delivered to the market, more supply, less demand, lower price, right? That's that's the way things generally Mm go. If you had this going on for another month, gas prices continuing to ease down up until the midterms, it, it objectively, it would have helped the Democrat Party. It would have given Corrine Jean-Pierre, we apologize for her existence because she's from Long Island, unfortunately. It would have given her the opportunity as well. You know, the president's doing a great job with gas prices and he's strategically implementing the release of the reserve, trying to say that this is the right thing to do. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's all OPEC. It's not us, right? And it would have made them look a lot better going into the midterms. A month delay would have put them just before the November 8th elections, where they likely couldn't have drastically influenced prices at the pump. Uh, Rising oil prices and, by extension, higher gasoline prices have been a key driver of inflation in the United States and around the world, worsening global economic woes as Russia's months-long war on Ukraine also has disrupted global food supplies Mm -hmm. for Biden. Gasoline prices creeping up could affect voters. He and many lawmakers have warned that America's longtime security-based relationship with the kingdom could be reconsidered. The White House has rejected an attempt to link the OPEC request to the elections, but Saudi Arabia issuing a rare... A lengthy statement shows just how tense relations are between the two countries. That is, even years after the 2018 killing and dismemberment of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi, which Washington believes came on the orders of the Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Meanwhile, higher energy prices provide a weapon Russia can use against the West, which has been arming and supporting Ukraine. See, why even include... Why even include the Jamal Khashoggi thing like, in this? It's about oil. Yeah, it's about oil. It's about it's about countries who have nothing except one product, holding all the first world countries hostage. I'm looking at the at the member countries of OPEC. Mm. Yeah, Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, Algeria, Algeria Angola, yeah. the Congo, Equatorial Guinea, Gambon. Where, where I don't know where that, that is. Uh, Iran, Iraq, Kuwait, Libya, Nigeria, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, and Venezuela. Okay, so let's let's just break this list down a little bit. Venezuela, totally failed state. Totally. Libya, totally failed state. Totally. The Congo, totally failed state. What? Why do I care what's happened? What? In, in one of the universe, do you think that the U.S. president goes, you know what we need to do? We really need to make the president of... Uh, of uh, Equatorial Guinea happy. 
Where the hell? I'm really curious where Gabon is. Yeah, Gabon. Like what? What are we doing here? Well, I'm just so. And we could get rid of all these people. We wouldn't have to deal with them if we would just pump our own damn oil. Yeah, that's all we got to do. That's all we got to do. And we have the capability of doing it. We have the capability of creating so. You know, Joe Biden wants to talk about how he created jobs. He's not. First of all, imagine having a garden in your own backyard. Yeah. But relying on your neighbor to grow your tomatoes. Oh yeah, or just you know you have you own a farm, you have livestock, you have you know you homestead. Right, but you still shop at. Public. But you choose not to yeah. use your homestead. Right. You'd rather go buy from the guy next door. And you just let you let all your crops die, you let it all go to waste, and spend money over at somebody else. I'm just. What is the point of your homestead, Libya? <laughs> you know, We're worried about what Libya is. You can go on YouTube and watch slave auctions in Libya. Yeah, it is a completely failed state. While we yeah. talk about human rights violations here over a private. Yes, flag. exactly. Yeah. Over a pride flag. Yeah, we live That's in, human we, rights violation. Yes, trans people. It's Fine. And I, I wonder, I wonder, um, Karine Jean Pierre, how welcome trans people would be in any of the countries I just named. Not, not for nothing, she wouldn't be welcome there. She wouldn't because be she's a person of color, and they don't like them over yep. there. She's also a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They really don't like them over let's there. Let's see. What is that? That's fifteen countries. I think. Yeah. Let's just see how many of them are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the, these fifteen countries. It is illegal to be gay. Yeah. But we keep funding them. But we need to make them happy. We need We're to make them happy. And by the way, Trump did this too, so selling arms to the Saudis. Every country, every president does it. it does, and this, and Rand Paul's been talking about this for so long, Ron Paul also, and a lot of other you know people in the movement, right, have been saying it. Why are we giving people who hate us, they hate the way our way of life, they hate our system of government, they hate the fact that, you know, we don't throw gays off of rooftops, you know, they don't like the fact that the United States is a Christian nation, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual battle there as well. Why are we giving them guns? If I knew somebody hated me, yeah. I would not give them an automatic rifle. Well, because for a long time we sat back and we thought that, and, and this happened with the Mujahideen in, in Afghanistan with, 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 the, with the Soviets. The enemy of the enemy is my friend. Exactly. Yeah. We funded Reagan we propped up Barack. Uh, Barack. Oh my gosh, Freudian slip. Reagan <laughs> propped up Osama bin Laden. Laden yeah. You know. It's... Oh wait a minute, Osama bin Laden, another Saudi. That's right. Like, oh boy, it, it's like you know, it's like six degrees of Saudi Arabia. You can somehow work your way back into everything being their fault. That's it, really and and but we remain reliant on them. But here's the biggest point: we remain reliant on them when we don't have to be. Yeah, it's not like they have something. You know, it's it's not like they have something that we don't have. We have oil. We have the ability to produce energy. Mm-hmm. We don't need them. And yet we continue to find a use for them. And it's amazing. You must, we must ask this question about the Saudis. Are they, in a way, to the United States the same as Ukraine is to Joe Biden? Are, is there money laundering going on? Is there a kickback going on? Is there a reason why we keep arming these people who objectively don't like us? I mean, Ukraine, I would say, probably likes us. Well, I'll tell you right? what it is. But why? Why do we continue to make these people happy? When we don't need to. We have everything we need here in our own backyard to do it. I'll tell you what it is. And this, is, this goes back 40, 50 years of American foreign policy. If you look at the Middle East, there's been two sides of the Middle Eastern conflict. There's been the Saudis and there's been, and there's been the Iranians. And Democrats and Republicans alike go back and forth on which side they want to take. 
And the fact is, is that you know they are the two main superpowers there. I mean, there's no, there's no two ways about that. They are the two most powerful countries in the Middle East, and basically they've just wanted to keep one side happy, going back and forth. And the Saudis and the Iranians have just been playing us off. That's it. Because you see, the Saudis and the Iranians believe they're fighting for God. That's right. Yeah. And when you believe that you're fighting for God, you have nothing to lose. That's right. We are fighting for oil. They are fighting for God. And they're fighting a they spiritual will, battle. Right? If you're fighting a spiritual battle, you will always win. Yes, because you believe if you die fighting that battle, you'll be rewarded. You'll be so rewarded. you're not afraid to die. Exactly. And that's the biggest problem. Yeah. I would be afraid well, to die have, for oil. Well, I, I would definitely be afraid to die for oil. Yeah. I would not be afraid to die if I believed dying would achieve going to heaven or yes. being rewarded it, by my God. For eternity. Yes. You, you know, know, martyred, I, so to say. Yes. You it, know? It's... it's it's fighting a losing battle, but this is the problem with American foreign policy is that we think in terms of the next election cycle. The Chinese think in terms of the next century. That's right. The Saudis think in terms of the next eternity. Yep, that's and what they're you doing. Know, you're never... Short, you're very never, short-sighted. You're never going to win when you think about that. We never think about what's going to happen in the next decade. Even Reagan, when like, we were just talking about when he, when he uh, Carter and Reagan, when they, uh, when they uh, backed the Mujahideen, they never thought that, oh, this would turn into a terrorist organization that would take down... Four planes. And you must ask yourself this. I mean, are we doing the same thing by propping up Ukraine right now? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, do we know that in 20 years, Vladimir Zelensky doesn't turn into a radical who wants to fly planes into U.S. buildings? Who knows? I don't know. All I know is that it's happening over there, and and, and there are innocent people caught in the crossfire, and that's a horrible thing, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, But there are innocent people caught in the crossfire here in the United States. There are innocent people who are overdosing on fentanyl. There are innocent people who are are being attacked. J.D. Vance brought this up, the 10-year-old, and this was a fantastic point that he brought up against Tim Ryan, and this is why J.D. Vance is going to win that race, because he's smart. And he's prepared, and, he's he, a, and, he, he's, he's, and he's, he's probably a normal, regular guy, he's and he's argued, a business guy. He's argued like a regular person, and he thinks yeah. forward. Uh, see, JD Vance Way argues. Forward. JD Vance argues on like the in the way you argue about sports, like the way you and I would talk about the Jets and Giants. Yeah, like, and that is all he does is just use obvious points, right? Like, yeah, maybe this girl wouldn't have been raped. If you would close the border. Correct. He was like, you know, this whole idea of a 10-year-old, because he, he says he has a 9-year-old, wouldn't want a, a 10-year-old carrying a baby to term after being raped. However, Tim Ryan, you let her, he put the rape on him, which was bold. And the way he did it was perfect. He said, this rape is your fault. Yeah. Because you had the ability to close that border. You had the ability to fix immigration. You had the ability for 20 years in Congress to do all of these things. And you didn't. And the reason why that guy, that rapist, came in, that illegal alien came in and raped that 10-year-old and put her in that position is because of you. And that was brilliant. And honestly, if you watch that and you don't get goosebumps and you don't feel like you want to go run through a wall for J.D. Vance, you're out of your mind. I don't care what he said anti-Trump 2016. That's over. The fact of the matter is, and the fact of that argument is J.D. Vance was 100% right. And if that's the way he's going to be thinking on the floor of the U.S. Senate, we need him. Absolutely. We need him, and I'm happy to see him. And you guys know I probably won't agree with every decision J.D. Vance makes on a one-on-one. You know, when you but you're to, not going to agree with anybody yep, 100% of the time. But let me tell you, I am Team, I, I am team Vance. I am ride or die Team Vance. And you know what? Maybe six months from now, this video will be used against me when if JD does something outrageous. But you know what? For right now, 
Yeah. I'm all JD. All JD. All right, we're going to get to uh, Field of Greens in just a second. First, I saw a bunch of Rumble Rands come in. Thank you for the donations. I know everybody wants to hear this, so uh, I want to wish Tiffany a very happy birthday. I see a lot of people who wanted to hear it, so Tiffany, this is for you. And you're a fantastic person. You're a highly respected person, beautiful person. What do you think about it? You're beautiful, and I know a lot about people who are beautiful. I look at Melania. Would you look at that? You know, I even said Ivanka was beautiful, and people gave me crap for it, but it's true. Uh, but you're a good person. You're a beautiful person, and I wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Okay, have a wonderful birthday. There you go, Tiffany. Tiffany, you happy got birthday. that happy birthday. Um, I can't really do it like he does it, so I'll just say happy birthday. Yes, shout out to the. Uh, shout I would out. do it like I would do it like the one impression I can do. Yeah, but uh, then I'll. I'll You'll probably people. owe a billion dollars. Then I'll owe somebody a billion dollars. <laughs> so I'll just happy birthday, Tiff. Once again, shout out to the Getter Crew. Um. Something really cool happened to my account yesterday. The great Tommy Robinson is now following, so I'm, I'm very excited about that. Jason Miller, too, uh, who called me magic. So I appreciate you guys uh, for that. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I'm going to have, 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 have to have a chat with old Jay Mills over there. <laughs> um, but we love it. So the, I had a trifecta of awesome people coming in the circle now. Hopefully we can talk about maybe getting a few of them on I'll, LFA. Yeah, hey, if we can get Tommy Robinson I'll, on LFA it, TV, it, I'll, let's go. I'll die. I'll die. Uh, Tim Young also. Tim runs his I'll mouth. Die. The guy's hilarious. Filling in for Will Cow, filling in for Webb, doing great work on the Patriot channel. Obviously, Jason Miller, CEO of Getter. Tommy should the next be easy generation platform. six hours ahead, so yeah. in the middle of the day. He should be okay. All right, let me get the field of greens here. Once upon a time. Red roses, too. That's right. Once upon a time in America, people lived on farms. You didn't have to tell them to eat vegetables and fruits to stay healthy. Uh, it's what they ate. As Americans became more mobile, foods that wouldn't spoil became the new thing. Uh, the problem is processed and fast foods have fewer nutrients. And now guess what? We aren't as healthy. Let me tell you what I take to help me stay healthy. Stuff's fantastic. Field of Greens right here. It's beautiful. Field of Greens is packed with a full spectrum of essential vegetables and fruits, plus science-backed herbs and prebiotics. This is what I need to stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. You'll have more energy. You'll look and feel healthier, and it can even help you lose weight. We're going to give her a break today on Thursday. I'm not going to say it. Oops, sorry. But what I'm looking forward to is my next physical when my doctor compares my old lab work to my new lab work and says... I crushed it. Join me and take Field of Greens too. And to help me get started, I got you 15% off of your first order and another 10% off when you subscribe for recurring orders. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code LFA, Lima Foxtrot Alpha. That's fieldofgreens.com. Promo code LFA, Field of Greens. This big, beautiful jar right here, promo code LFA. This stuff is great, I got to tell you. And Brennan figured out that when you drink it with ice, it tastes even better. Ice, ice, baby. Field of Greens is fantastic. Check them out, fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA. Uh, so Quid Pro Joe did strike again. It does appear that he was asking OPEC to delay those cuts. We know he was manipulating gas prices ahead of the midterms to gain a more favorable position in the upcoming election cycle. Uh, it should make... All of you sick. All of you sick. Uh, it should make all of you enraged to find out that, you know, remember remember the, uh, do you remember the, the perfect phone call? It was a perfect call. You remember that? It was a perfect call. And they roasted me over a perfect call. It was impeachment. This was not perfect. 
All right, Sleepy Joe obviously going back to his ways of being quid pro Joe. Remember the Ukrainian prosecutor? Well, son of a bitch, I got him fired. <laughs> you know, as, uh, you know, we, we saw that. He admitted to quid pro quo live on television. So if we do take back the House, I better see impeachment. You know I better what? see impeachment. We got to see. I don't like making a mockery of the process, but guess what? We didn't do that. The left did that Absolutely. when they went after Donald Trump over nothing. Over nothing. Over over a and whistleblower not, complaint that didn't even, I mean, it wasn't even from a real whistleblower. And not only did they go after him over nothing, they went after him over nothing mm-hmm. twice. Mm. Twice. twice. Yes, that's correct. Uh, moving on. ACT college admission scores dropped to the lowest level in 30 years. All right, now there are a lot of colleges. I used to work at a trade school. Uh, that you know aren't doing the admissions thing anymore. Now, for a trade school, I don't think you need to worry about ACTs and SATs. No. You're learning a trade. But if you're trying to get into Harvard or a private school... Or and a, your you dad's know, not a senator. Correct. You know, you should probably be able to prove your worth. You should mm. probably be able to prove that you can handle the type of, quote-unquote, higher education that's going to be provided at that institution. Now, we're seeing these average scores, these test scores for college admission plummeting. The class of 2022's average ACT composite score was 19.8 out of 36, marking the first time since 1991, that's when I was born, ladies and gentlemen, that the average score was below 20. What's more, an increasing number of high school students failed to meet any of the subject area benchmarks set by the ACT, showing a decline in preparedness for college-level coursework. Now, I don't want to hear about virtual learning. I don't want to hear about Zoom. I don't want to hear about COVID. Because this has been going on Mm -hmm. long before schools were shut down in 2020. Social, emotional learning. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we're not talking about Regents exams or anything. We're talking about the ACT, which is something you usually, usually, ACT, SAT, you usually do on your own. You study on your own. You take an ACT prep course. Yes. Outside. I mean, maybe your school may offer one. They offer they one. They offer one. But you go out, you buy the books. They're like this the, thick. Yeah, the barons. They're like this, you yeah, know? Huge. You, you, go, you go get the tutor. You go do all that stuff. You go to a Huntington Learning Center. Yeah, whatever. And, and somewhere. One of know? those things. You do it on your own. And yet... And now we're down to here. So the test scores made public in a report Wednesday show 42% of ACT-tested graduates, high school graduates, in the class of 2022 met none of the subject benchmarks in English, reading, science, and math, which are all racist. I mean, I'm sorry, which are indicators of how well students are expected to perform in corresponding college courses. In comparison, 38% of test takers in 2021 failed to meet any of the benchmarks. So it has gone up even a year after the COVID shutdowns. I am going to be very, very clear about this. This is something that we have been talking about probably since 2021, even before uh, Loudoun County. To be honest with you, we were talking about this here, local school districts here in, uh, you know, on Long Island and in, in our ge- geographical area, especially in New York State and New York State, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion, prioritizing telling kids that the police are the bad guys, prioritizing telling kids that if you have darker skin than the white kids, you're going to grow up being oppressed and those kids are oppressing you, even though those kids are just kids and they're not doing anything. They're just going to the same school mm-hmm. doing that. Watching us fall in math, watching us fall in science, watching kids, you know, not be able to to speak, to communicate without using one of these. This is a problem. I like these. These can be very useful, a smartphone, okay? But if you cannot 
actively communicate, if you can't sit down at a job interview, if you can't speak publicly, and some people aren't good at public speaking, if you can't just have a conversation, then any sort of conversation. Then your name is John Fetterman. With, right. Well, they, you know, <laughs> but if you can't have a conversation without using this phone, Right, without being able to send a text or use autocorrect to properly spell a word or something like If you can't do that on a regular basis, your schooling, your education has failed you. And yep. education right now is failing coast to coast. And what does that mean for our country? It means that, that children in another country, whether it's India, Japan, China, anywhere, Russia, all of these other countries across the world that are actually putting children through rigorous education, mm -hmm. evolving with the times, making sure that children who are graduating their education system out there are prepared to enter the global workforce. They are going to come here where there are jobs. They are going to sit down in front of the same people that your children are sitting down in front of and interviewing for those same positions, and they are going to get picked for those jobs instead of your kids. We and then it. your kids are going to wind up doing exactly what this system wants them to do. Yep. Stand on a street corner with a sign that says Black Lives Matter with their fist in the air, their hair's dyed purple, a rainbow flag sticking out of their face not to take shots at gays. All I'm saying is that that's what they want. Yep. They use diversity, equity, and inclusion to promote, it says it in our own documents here in New York, social justice, activism, and civic engagement. That means they want these children to get involved in politics and push social justice, which is inherently Marxist. Listen to Yuri Bezmenov. I'll play it on tomorrow's yeah. show. That is the goal of this program. I mean, we saw it the other day. We were, we were at a fundraiser for a guy running for assembly here, in, uh, here, here on Long Island. And he was showing us all of his family members, all either either Pakistani immigrants or first generation Pakistanis. All of them go. All of them went to the same school I went to. They were all in the medical program. That's right. I was in the political science program. That's the difference. When people make jokes, people say things like, "Oh, you know, all doctors are Indian, or all doctors are Muslim." All they're doing is taking advantage of the opportunities that, quite frankly, myself. Sean, Brennan, your kids, maybe even you, didn't. We all could have done it. We just didn't. We just didn't. We just didn't. Because we wanted to go to Cortland for a four-year degree in keg stands. Like, you know, which is what happens. I, you know, you want to have a good time. You want to have a good school, time. You're an adult. You could drink, whatever. Yeah, but that's what ends but, up happening. But, you know, responsibility. And this is what our, our well, society I, I has failed you, to I do. I said it at Stony Brook. That if you go. I went to Stony Brook University. Awesome school. It was a good time. But if you went into the math classes and the science classes, they were all Korean immigrants. All Korean. Mm-hmm. If you went into the humanities classes, the fun ones, yeah. the uh, American history on film, yeah, yeah. the uh, right. the uh, let's see, what, what else was there? Uh, oh, the evolution of the the evolution of comic books. Yeah, right, right. All white kids from Long Island, of course, because it turns out that those classes are a lot of fun. Yeah, the words are very small. They're easy. There's a lot of pictures, and they're utterly useless. Yes, I took one class, and I say the American history on film. We learned about the Battle of Normandy by watching Saving Private Ryan. Mm -hmm. Something I, A, had already done, right. but B, could have done on my couch. I could have done it for free. On Netflix. Like, you know, and that's the difference when you see, uh, some people call it the North Campus majors and the South Campus majors, mm -hmm. but all the humanity, if you go to a women's studies class at a top-notch university, I guarantee you, you don't see any Chinese immigrants. 
No, probably not. None. But no, you're no. going to see every. Well, that's interesting. You're you see say every that. rich white girl named Bethany from 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 Berkeley. You know, uh, it'd it, it, be a lot of tailors in it. And that's and that's interesting. You say that about Chinese students or Asian students, right? Because in this article on Hot Air, the number of students taking the test overall has dropped from 1.9 million in 2018 to 1.35 million this year. Scores dropped among most, but not all, racial and ethnic groups who took the tests. Asian students managed to buck the downward trend. Their average scores went from 24 and a half in 2018 to 24.7 in 2022. The scores of every other group dropped by about the same amount, mm-hmm. 0.9 points from Absolutely. 2018 to 2022. And that's why you don't hear about Asians being lumped into the people of color or the minority group yep. because Asians are successful. And that is a societal thing. That is a cultural thing. Absolutely. And the reason this is this is the problem that I've got with a lot of, of what society has done, especially here in this country. Parents, parents are relying on the community to raise their kid. They're not doing it themselves. 100%. We get yelled at here because we do all of these flag rallies. We got one coming up on Sunday uh, going to Montauk because some people fly a flag that says F Biden and they go, well, I don't want my child seeing that. Well, guess what? Your child's on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. Snapchat. They see that word in other places other than a flag. You may not like the flag. Don't blame the person for your son being exposed or your daughter being exposed to profanity. You probably let them listen to Lizzo. You probably let them listen to Drake, you know, mm-hmm. you're telling me those guys, look guys, there are country music artists that I, you know, there are reggae artists that'll curse, guys, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not there are parents, podcasts that'll do it. parents are listening, <laughs> parents are trying to let a community raise their child and ducking responsibility, and that has, that has turned into now the, the children who have mm-hmm. been raised doing the same thing, you want to go to Cortland and do keg stands, good but pass your tests, yes. you know what I mean and, 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 and that's not, something useful that's not, and yeah, they think that they just Get the degree and now they can do anything they want. Every jock in the world, like me, when I was in high school, they were like, oh, why don't you go to a school for sports management? You can be the general manager of the Mets. Yeah, it's not true. And then true. as an adult, you find out that the general manager of the Mets has an MBA from Dartmouth. Yeah, and you all you, you become know? is the general manager of Dick Sporting Goods. Which I could do without going to college. Correct. And we see it. It's retail management. Look, it's not hard. The bottom line is there are six major cultures in America. White, black, Hispanic, Asian, Indian, and Muslim. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, Asian, Indian, and Jewish. And Jewish. Yeah. That's the uh, the breakdown of, of the six highest. There are three cultures that continue to succeed, and there are three cultures that continue to go down. Right. <coughs> Jewish, Asian, and, and Indian. Indian. Yeah, they're very successful. Are all successful. It's the work ethic, and they all do the exact same thing. They're very they're very heavy on family. They're very fa- uh, heavy on education. They do not get divorced, and they focus on religion. Yes. Whites, blacks, and Hispanics quite literally do the opposite of that. Well, Hispanics, not, not so much. Hispanics do focus a lot well, on they family focus on and family. But if you, see, if you see divorce rates. Yeah, the divorce rates are The high, single yes. motherhood rates in the white, black, and Hispanic community have skyrocketed. Specifically among whites and blacks. Perci- yeah, exactly. And if you, look at the, uh, if you look at the Moynihan Report from 1968, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, he was a senator from New York, he said that one of the biggest issues in this country is going to be the single motherhood rate. And if you look at the rises in those rates from when he put out that report, it is staggering. It is staggering the fact that that I think it's seventy eight percent of black kids in America today will grow up in a fatherless home. And here you I got fifty three percent of Hispanics, and I think it's thirty one percent of whites. That's crazy. In in the, in the Jewish community, 
Yes, that is unheard of. That is like less than 1%. And those single, and those kids growing up in a single father home are usually due to death. Yeah. Like the father, the father dies. Right. If something happens tragically. When he, but when that does happen, he's usually got seven or eight uncles. Right. Standing right next to him. That will become the father figure. The problem with it is in, in a lot of our communities, we don't have that because you know what? My aunt and uncle got divorced. Right. So when my parents got divorced, now I got an aunt and a mother. Right. To, right. to manage all these kids running around. That's right. And, and that's the issue. It, it's the, 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 if, every, if anyone wants to dive into the Moynihan Report, Candace Owens talks about it all the time, about the, the single motherhood rate and how certain cultures do certain things. And we saw it here in New York City. Mm-hmm. There are three schools here in New York City that are not for regular people. Uh, Stuyvesant High School, Brooklyn Tech, and the Bronx School of Science. Mm-hmm. You gotta be like an eight-year-old piano prodigy to get into these schools. Yes. You gotta be like Will Hunting at But not anymore, old. though, because now they're, yes. they're now they're doing this equity thing. So here's the New York Times saying, national test results released on Thursday showed in stark terms the pandemic's devastating effects on American school children. Folks, don't... Let them push this pandemic stuff. It was not COVID. I'm not saying that the 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 learning loss and the Zoom and the virtual stuff was a good idea. That only happened for like six months. It was not the pandemic. It's been a long it was not thing. COVID. This has been something that has been done not only outside of the pandemic. It has been done on purpose. That is what equity is. It is a race to the bottom. That is what the, it was not COVID. It was not the pandemic. It was not virtual learning. Did it help? It didn't. But this has been the goal of introducing DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, or critical race theory, or social emotional learning. Because if a if a black student got a 30 on a test and a white student got an 80 on a test, they are going to blame racism for that mm-hmm. instead of, you know, Maybe something's going on in their home. Maybe we're focused on the wrong things. It's not race. Get your heads in the textbook. Get your parents involved. This is why parents should be involved in education. They should understand what's being taught in the curriculum. They should maybe go to school. And And if there are parents out there that don't know how to use one of these, that can't tell a kid, hey, I don't know the answer, but go and look it up. Do some. You know how many people I get asking me questions, honestly, that... When I give them the answer, I copy and paste their question into Google. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, we have so much opportunity in, at our fingertips to help ourselves. And instead, we're either relying on the community to do it or we're relying on the state to do it. And now you see what that's done. You have taken, you have prioritized making everybody feel good. The pride flag hanging up in the classroom. By the way, I hope when students go to school, they feel comfortable and motivated to learn. But they have to be learning something useful because when they're tested, when they're put to the test, and, and not just on the ACT or the Regents or your state standardized tests, but when they are tested by an interviewer to demonstrate that they have the skills necessary to attain a good paying job, they will fail. Mm-hmm. And that job will then go to somebody who has worked harder. That is the real world. I don't want to hear about utopia. I don't want to hear about equity. It doesn't 
exist. And when you force that into the education system, when you are doing things like the, I think it was the son-in-law of Merrick Garland, who who pushes these SEL, CRT models into your public schools, you are hurting your children and you are hurting your country. And gets government contracts to do it. It's, It's incredible to me when I think about how, and I say it all the time, as the phones get smarter, the people get dumber. We have the wealth of human experience at our fingertips. We can, we can read the entire library and of Alexandria. And we still pass on it. Yep. You, we all have the ability. And if you don't know how to use it, by the way, go on Google on your computer and say, how do I use my smartphone? You will find, I, I don't like YouTube. Apple okay? gives out classes. You will find videos on how to do this. I didn't learn how to ran, run all of this, all of these production equipment that's sitting next to me at college. I learned a lot about it. But there are there are features and programs that I don't know about that I will literally type into Google. How do I do X and learn? Or if or if the smartphone is too much for you, we still have these things. They're, these. Called, they're called books. Oh, we also have these. They're called books. Yeah. We we also still have uh, libraries. Uh, uh, yeah, libraries yeah. where you can just go and get books. Like yeah, I I still read a book. I try to read a book a week. On the, on the one whatever. I got a whole stack over there. But the point of the matter is that you have families, you have parents, you have society as a whole wanting other people to do their jobs for them. I had this argument with somebody on Twitter. The F Biden flag is, is, is profane. It is your job as a parent to be a line of defense for your children to mm-hmm. keep them sheltered from the things that you don't want them to either A, C, or B, become. That's it. Yes. You have that ability. You have that ability. All of us understand that. Conservatives understand that. But what we don't understand, what we, what we, and and what society has abandoned, is that ability, is that responsibility to raise your children correctly and not rely on the state to do it. Because when you rely on the state to do it, just like when you rely on the government or the state to do anything else, it is done poorly. And now you're seeing it reflect in test scores. And I want to, I want to stress to everybody, don't let them blame COVID. Do not let this happen. When you see these, these stories, if they start to seep out and they're saying it's because of the pandemic, immediately hit the bull button, hit it. Posted all over. This is garbage. It's not the pandemic. This was the design. This was the goal of the equity programs. Yep. It was supposed to lower these scores. It was supposed to take those kids who were earning high scores, lower them so that the kids who were not earning high scores felt better about themselves. It's helping nobody. Nobody. This is not the pandemic. And I want everybody who's watching this, whether you're on Rumble, whether you're on Getter, or whether you're going to be watching it somewhere else, if it finds its way on a Ro- you know, Roku, Fire Stick, wherever it's going to be, don't let them use this pandemic as an excuse. They've blamed COVID on everything else, and it's all been a lie. COVID is not the reason why people are having heart attacks. The vaccine is. Yep. COVID is not the reason why kids are failing tests, the equity programs, and it's the government's fault. It's the gov- I wonder what these test scores look like among homeschooled children. I, among kids in private schools who don't yeah. have to answer to state, to state curricula. I, I wonder what it looks like. This is what we have been warning about for two years. And you know what? Because we were warning about it, we were called terrorists. I'm done. This is, at, this is out of control, and it is hurting our country. Yeah, but it's up to you know what? The good thing about it is, guys, is that you have the ability. You have the ability. Even if your kids go to these public schools, if you're willing to put in the extra effort, 
you can be that outlier on that ACT. That's right. If you're willing to do this, if you're willing to put in the work, if your children are willing to put in the work, they will rise to the top. The cream will come to the top. That's just how it's going to work. That's how it's going to work. That's how it's going to work. So you know what? You, if, if you're worried about your kid's ACT score, go get them the tutor. That's right. Go get them the tutor. Pick up an extra shift. It sucks. It's, so we said at the beginning of the show. It sucks, but it's what has to happen because if you, look, you, you get out of life what you put into it. It's what we said at the beginning of the show. You can be the change. Mm-hmm. You can change your, your elected officials. You can change what happens through education, but you must put in the time. You and on what, that note, we're, we're closing in do? on the end. Hit the rumble button on the way out. <laughs> you must hit the rumble button on the way out. We haven't been asking for it today. Been talking a lot, you know, a lot of a lot of thought in today's a lot like of something about Thursdays. Last Thursday we did two thirty. This Thursday we talked about a lot of a lot of a lot of niche stuff. Niche stuff. Thank you uh, to all of our new viewers and uh, to producer Eli. I know you're restricted on Facebook. Hashtag free producer Eli. Uh, check out loudmajorityus.com. Look at our uh, sign up for our newsletter. Check out the shop. Check out our Rumble channel, rumble.com slash loudmajorityus. Remember to hit the subscribe button here on Rumble, rumble.com slash LFA TV. New stream coming up in five minutes. Get on there. Jeremy Harrell, live from America. And uh, until tomorrow, same time, same place, although we will be on earlier, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on our channel, for we will not comply. Uh, until tomorrow, we say these four words over and over and over again until the people in power either get it, get the hell out of our way, or start praying, stop praying on our children in public schools and those four words are if we don't we do not consent we will not comply thank you god bless you god bless america stop complaining complying with any unlawful mandates of madness if you still live in a state with unlawful mandates and madness and as always stay loud